Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Locker Room Talk Uncut. Drew Garrison, Chad Penner out in the locker room bringing you all the latest in sports. Today we're going to go over the uh, past week in the NFL. We're going to talk about Lamar Jackson's performance Monday night. We're going to get into the, the question, are the Bengals worse this year than they were last year? Then we're going to get into our NBA Finals preview. So Chad, let's start off here with Monday night's game. Lamar Jackson, I want to talk about this. Not his best night. Well, I mentioned this, I think, was it last week? When I said that the way to beat Lamar is to put him behind in points. I remember you saying, I can't remember exactly when, but you did say that. I remember that in our group text last night. I said, you know, Chad already said this. You got you to gotta get a lead on him. You have to because if you look back to last year when the Browns beat him, because that's obviously the game that comes to mind to me, the Browns got up on him early and forced Lamar Jackson to have to throw. And Monday night, he couldn't hit the backside of a barn. 97 passing yards for the game for Lamar Jackson. That's got to be talked about because there's so much. There's people on Twitter and out here saying that he's as good or better than Patrick Mahomes. Well, and that discussion just had to be just shot down. I mean, it should have been shot down a year ago, but it should I have mean, never, there should have never even been a conversation. Come on me. now, people. I'm not trying to shit on Lamar. Listen, Lamar is a last year's MVP. Lamar's good at what he does, but this is where Lam- you're like, this is where you don't want Lamar. If the if the Ravens get down ten to fourteen points, they're done. And I, I I seen the stat. I don't know if you remember or not the stats uh, when the Ravens are losing at halftime in the Lamar Jackson era. I don't think they've won a game. No, they haven't. And I I saw this the stat. Somebody said that Lamar didn't start or play all of those games, but since he got drafted, they are I think zero and eight or maybe now zero and nine. Since well, um, I mean, he might time. not have played, but I mean, he's I, I mean. Some of those stats are on him, even if it's just four or five. I think, yeah, I think most of them will be on him. I mean, um, when we're talking about the greatest quarterbacks in the league, and he doesn't have one come come from come from behind victory, you know, after halftime. I mean, that right there to me is just like okay, well, <laughs> you know, like I said, though, Lamar's Lamar does what he does, man. He's a running he's a running quarterback. They've built a system around him that's you know college ready and. It looks like it's going to be good in the NFL. You know, it's he'll be able to do that probably his whole career. But what's going to happen is when you get a defense such as the Titans, such as I thought the Chiefs' defense played a great game. Um, you know, surprisingly, because the Chiefs' defense isn't really that good. Right, and then last year I remember watching Baltimore and Pittsburgh, and Pittsburgh's defense has him figured out, and they only lost because well Mason Rudolph happened, but. Uh, I'm not so sure that the Ravens are even the best team in the division. And now I think our division's a good division. You know that being the AFC North. Do you think North. it's Pittsburgh? I, I I think it might be. I, um, I want I want to ask something on that though because I saw a stat: the teams Pittsburgh has beaten this oh year nine. have never haven't won a game. Right. This year. Oh and nine. That's concerning to me, but uh, well, they do look good. I, I I will say the Giants aren't good. They're probably a bottom three team. 
Um, the Giants and the Jets might fight for the number one pick. Right. And then the second week, who'd they play week two? Uh, Houston. No, Denver. Yeah, they just beat. They Houston, just beat. Right, yeah. So they played Denver without Von Miller, without. They damn near Drew lost Locke. to Jeff, Jeff Driscoll. And, yeah, they almost lost to Jeff Driscoll. Now Houston last week, I think they are a better zero and three team. I just think they've been handed a, the shit end of the stick because they played the Chiefs opening night, <laughs> and they played Baltimore, and then they pay, then they played Pittsburgh. So I think it's a matter of time before they knock off a couple wins. But like you said, you know the teams are zero and nine, but. I just think the defense, the defense of Pittsburgh plays Lamar Jackson really well. And then when you take out Mason Rudolph and add in Ben Roethlisberger, I think that, uh, I just think that they're probably the better team. It's hard to, it's hard to bet against them as much as we'd probably want to. Um, because Definitely. I mean, I think that first game, Ben looked a little bit rusty like he normally does yeah. because he doesn't play a lot of preseason. And, you know, now he's coming off the injury, uh, weird off season, but yeah, that, they they can and probably will hit their stride. Their their strength of schedule scares me a little bit right now. But back to the Ravens, I said that Lamar would take a step back this year. I've said that you know all 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 these episodes leading up to the start of the season, and the first couple of weeks didn't really look like that was the case. But then that's I, I guess it's not a step back because it's always been the thing. But it's like if you want to be the number one player in the NFL top 100, he was voted, and Mahomes knew that because he was fourth, and he yeah. threw that fourth touchdown pass Monday night, and he came off counting his fingers one, two, three, four. He he he. he oh, you could just shit. Mahomes. You could just tell like he was. It was a statement game. Yeah, there was no him cracking a joke and laughing on the sidelines. He was all business. He was like, "Wait, this guy better than me? Or are, are you serious?" The only guy that should be mentioned with Pat Mahomes is Russell Wilson. And yeah, it, you know, I mean, it's. It's Mahomes, Russell Wilson, then there's a huge gap, in my opinion. Um, I agree with you. Not that. saying that Lamar is not a good quarterback, because, like I said, he's good for what he does. He cannot get from – he cannot come back, though. He, can, he can't come from behind. His arm is not – he's not talented enough. His arm isn't. Um, you know, and it's like kind of like the, I, the, the play that sticks out to me, and it's crazy that this play keeps sticking out, but right before halftime, the Chiefs got into a prevent defense to where they just dropped like eight players back and had three on the line. The outside receiver ran a little five-yard slant route in, right? Just going to get it and get right. yards, pad the stats. And Lamar missed him. Bad. He missed him bad. Like, like it didn't even hit his hands. That's how bad he missed him. It's like, hold, how the hell does that happen? So, you know, you know, I'm not going to sit here and knock him and say he's bad, but it's just not what he can do. He can't. He cannot. Come from behind. You have to get up on the Ravens to beat the Ravens, though. Well, and Baltimore is built around him in that way. They've got the stable of running backs. They're truly running back by committee, and it's fucking me over in fantasy football. Me too, first man. Off. Me too, man. Um, but, I mean, they're they're built to run the ball. They're going to give you Ingram. They're going to give you Dobbins. They're going to give you Gus Edwards. Um, they, they like to use their tight ends a lot. You know, Mark Andrews is pretty fucking good. But when you when they're playing a team like the Chiefs, I feel like the way the Baltimore is built can work against most teams. Yeah, if if they can establish that run, can control the clock, score first, play good defense, and they're good. But when you're playing a team like a Patrick Mahomes, who can just I mean, dude, some of the throws he was making were just ridiculous. Pat and, Mahomes is the real and he does it every man. he does it yeah. every week. So it's not like oh that was one crazy. I mean he's he's got. I could probably put together a 15-minute highlight reel of just crazy-ass throws that, like, we've hardly ever seen before. So when they play that team, and, you know, that's 
the measuring stick in the AFC right now. It seemed like that was Baltimore's Super Bowl game. Like their fans, yeah. seemed, it seemed like, you know, and I think the players probably fed into that a little bit. And I think for Pat Mahomes, it was like, all right, I'm going to show that this guy's not better than me, but like this isn't that big of a deal either. Right. Yeah. So, and I, and I said that on Twitter before the game started, I feel like it, but it almost felt like even the chiefs, I follow like about five chiefs fans and they all felt like, to me, that they were going to lose that game, and they just put the game on Pat Mahomes, and it and it was he, he's just dude, he's one of a kind, dude. He's he's ridiculous. That throw he threw to, I think it was a Hardman off his back foot. Oh my gosh, about fifty yards. No one, not that's one and throw that not even Russell Wilson's making. It was effortless. The only person I think could maybe come close to that would be Rodgers and maybe Rodgers a few years Josh ago. Allen probably too but just just because I don't know yeah. if, the, if the accuracy would have been there but I, his arm would get it there um but yeah man I I just that I think the Chiefs are just so far ahead of anybody in the AFC it ain't funny and we were both wrong on that game you said Ravens win big yeah. I said Chiefs win in a close one and we were both wrong with Chiefs I actually went on Twitter and apologized to Patrick Mahomes, did you see it? <laughs> no, I didn't oh, see it. Oh, yeah, that. I, I apologize to him, you know, and I hope he sees it because, you know, I told him that, you know, I hope he accepts my apology, and then maybe after this billion-dollar contract, you know, maybe he can come to Cleveland, you know. I just wanted to put it out there. <laughs> hey, I've, I've made several Twitter apologies, so I, I get that. And Patrick Mahomes announced yesterday with his uh, fiance that they are expecting a baby. So she said, we're going to get this baby out first. Whether we get divorced or not, you're paying me child support forever, motherfucker. Yeah, <laughs> Half I mean, a billion. Can't blame her. Um, so yeah, I mean that that was a that was a eye opening experience. I think it, it confirmed some things that I thought about Lamar, and I'm not going to write him off and say that he sucks or anything like that because I mean he, he's he's a hell of a quarterback. I just in the NFL. You are going to have to throw to win football games. It's just the way it is. As a quarterback, most definitely. And he has yet to prove to me that he can. So that's something to follow going forward, I guess. And we can get into your Cleveland Browns taking on the Washington Red football team. <laughs> Don't go there. This past week, <laughs> so hard uh, not to say Redskins. Man. I've been calling them the Redskins like, come for on. thirty years. I, got, I don't. I don't know. We won't go there t- today. But yeah, man. Uh, Here's the one thing I want to say about Cleveland before I start making it sound like Cleveland's going to win a Super Bowl, okay? There are very few teams that have an identity, and the Browns have an identity, right? Would you agree with that? I would agree with that, yeah. Like, they are a running football team this year. So, the first time, this is the first time the Browns have recorded back-to-back 30-point games since 2010. You know the running back back then. Who was it? Peyton Hillis, right? Peyton Hillis. I don't know if you remember the two games, but back then we got very few wins. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So this is back-to-back when it was, uh, was Peyton Hillis, Colt McCoy, and they beat – Was this the Saints and the Patriots? They beat the Socks off – I remember off, that Yeah, stretch. they beat the Socks off of both of them. I remember I that I remember stretch. vividly the – It might Pey- be the happiest Pey- I've ever seen you. Yeah, Peyton Hillis <laughs> against the Patriots, and then I remember the punt return – or the, the fake punt. With Hodges. Oh, dude, he ran like 65 yards. Yeah, yeah, and he looked like a running back. But like I said, man, they they, they have an identity, you know, and uh, they've got it to where Baker can just make the throws and almost just be a game manager, you know, where he's – and majority of his throws are coming out of the pocket. 
you know, where they should, where they should, where that's where he's good at. Um, you know, he only had 156 passing yards, but he only had to throw the ball 20 times. And I'm okay with that. Uh, the reason that I'm okay with that is look at two of, look at two teams that stick out from last year. Look at the Tennessee Titans. They ran the ball with Derrick Henry. They were in the AFC Championship game. And then look at Jimmy Garoppolo. That Kyle Shanahan is what Stefanski runs. You know, you yeah. run the ball, you play defense, even though we don't play defense, we haven't gotten to that part yet. <laughs> <You're getting> uh, <laughs> but they, they have an identity, man. And, uh, you know, they, they should beat the – in my opinion, they should have beat the Bengals. They did. They should have beat Washington. They did. Dwayne Haskins, by the way, looked terrible. Yikes. Um, He's just throwing balls right to us. Uh, this game against Dallas is going to be telling about the Browns, man. This is this is. I'm looking forward to this. Is that a four o'clock game this week? Uh, no, I think it's a one o'clock game. Oh, really? Um, but it's going to be telling. It's going to tell me where the Browns are at right now because they've had a few games to, you know, like I said, find their identity, figure out who they are. They've done that. Now they got to stop. I mean, we always shit on Dak Prescott, man, but he just threw for 400 yards, uh, and, and they're lighting it up. I mean, they're one and two. They could easily be zero and three, but they could also be three and zero. So. It's going to be an interesting game. Yeah, that is one that I, I look forward to watching, and I still think Dak sucks. But I, I don't know, man. I, I didn't get to see the whole Browns game. Um, I, I started out the day I had the Bengals on, the uh, the Browns on, and the Steelers on. I didn't get to watch the, the end of the Browns game, but it's pretty damn hard to lose a football game when you force five turnovers. Yeah. I mean, you, well, you almost Especially if you can capitalize off of default. them. By default, yeah. yeah. So, um, looking at that, they definitely have their identity. Um, we, we had said this all offseason when we got in here. The, the way that that offense is going to work is you're going to run the ball first. You're going to get Baker set up and play action. You're going to keep him in the, in the pocket. Um, it looks like his footwork has gotten a little bit better. Yeah. Th- now, I, I still am seeing things from Baker, but I almost want to bring that up when we talk about the Bengals because there's, there's a point that I want to make that I think that you'll agree with. Okay, we can we can say that we can actually probably get into the Bengals game now, right? I yeah, mean, yeah. Let's talk about it. Talk about your Bengals. So <laughs> they tie, they 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 tie with the Eagles. Um, the Bengals have tied. It's like, like three times. Three times yeah. since 2013. That's gotta be a that's gotta be a high. That's gotta be a record. Yeah. Um, what the? And fuck? I'm not I'm not gonna. It's early. We're recording early on a on a Wednesday, so I don't want to be too mean. But the whole game was a shit show. Yeah, yeah. I mean, not good. That and I'm gonna stick by this, man. There's no way Burrow's playing 16 games with that offensive line. It's not he, looking. He like got it. fucking, dude. He got rocked, and that, that's just not fair of Zach of Zach Taylor. And I think it falls on him. That one hit that he took, where he came out of the game for a minute, though, that was like that was bullshit. Man, that was a. He didn't have to do that. Yeah, no. But it was didn't. a fucking big hit. Yeah, I he got you, flagged for it and everything. But. Right, I understand you want to hit the quarterback. You know, you want to hit the quarterback anytime you can. That's your job. Well, the you ball know, was gone. There was another guy on the ground behind Burrow's legs, and that dude had plenty of time. He might have made contact, but he had time to pull up and not fucking throw that shoulder into him like that. I can't remember who that was. Yeah. So before we get in the game, let me make that comparison real quick. Yeah. What, what, do, you, what do you got here? I'm so Baker's rookie season, when we all – I think Bengals fans, I remember some of the biggest Baker haters that I know, after his rookie season – we all came into there. There's a lot of us that thought he might win the MVP the following year, his sophomore year, right? I drank the Kool-Aid a little bit. I can't um, What happened to him, though? Freddie Kitchens is what happened to him. Freddie Bathrooms. And 
the like some of the throws. I don't know if you remember the throw against the Panthers that Baker made to Jarvis, where it was just, he was strapped on him. I oh, mean, corner some, of the end zone. Yeah, yeah, some of the throws that you see, you haven't really seen that from Baker. And here's why I believe that that happened. Last year, he didn't have a line. He didn't have. A, he definitely didn't have a left tackle, and it almost taught him that entire season that he needed to evade the pocket, even when there was no pressure. He wanted to leave the pocket because he kept getting hit. Um, there was times he didn't want to step up and make his throws because he knew if he stepped up, he was going to get hit. Uh, the accuracy almost disappeared because yeah. he's not stepping in the pocket. Here's what I don't – here's what – for you guys, if they don't fix that offensive line, I'm worried that this could happen to Joe Burrow. Because right now, and I and I think I said this on Twitter, right now you have LSU Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow looks good outside of the deep ball, in my opinion. I don't know how, did, how many did he, did he hit any on. Did you guys have any big hitters? I don't. I don't know. I I, I don't he, remember any. Oh, I mean, deep balls are considered over twenty yards. Over I mean, twenty. I think yards. he might have had a couple. I I was watching the game like on my phone. I was doing a Pee Wee game that day, so I didn't get to see every single play. Um, but he. Regardless, the deep ball needs work. So I think right now you have LSU Joe Burrow outside of the deep ball, which still you take. Although he need that's what that's one of his big things. He needs to get that deep ball going. Um, but I worry that he might end up like Baker last next year, and then the coach that comes in, if they were to get a new coach, is going to have to fix him, like Stefanski's having to do with Baker, and that's fix him from what Freddie Kitchens did to him. Yeah. So. He's getting hit. He's getting. He's been sacked fourteen times. Wasn't it? Didn't he get sacked eight times on Sunday? Yeah, he's on pace for I think seventy five. I mean, stacks. this is how you. Oh, breaking news! Sorry, Steelers Titans this weekend has been postponed. Wow, because of the COVID outbreak. We'll, we'll stay on the Bengals, but that just came through. It is eleven thirteen on Wednesday. It's crazy morning. Yeah, um, we'll jump into that after this. Off, yeah. No, no, no. Uh, so he so he's getting hit. He's getting hit. You just don't want to see him turn bad because of there's no protection there. He's on pace for some good things and some bad. He's breaking like rookie records and shit, you know, but not all of them are good. I hate like he shouldn't have broken the rookie pass attempt records against the Browns. Like, come on, Zach, what are you doing? Um, he's on pace to tie the rookie record for touchdown passes of Baker Mayfield. Yeah, but he also is on pace to get sacked 75 times. Wow. That reminds me of David Carr. You remember David Carr from the, the Texans when they, they first came around? He was supposed to be the next real deal. Right. I think he probably could have been pretty good. But he just got the shit beat out of him constantly all the time. Um, that's in danger of happening too. I just don't understand. Zach Taylor is wrong for so many reasons. A, he doubled down on this offensive line all offseason. He this tried is, to sell everyone. This is, you know, this is the 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 group we're gonna use, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, the whole time I'm like, that scares me. I don't like it. I don't know why, but whatever. So I that, came in here and laughed at it. There's problem number one. Problem number two, it doesn't look like he, he's running this offense like he has a great offensive line. He's yeah. dropping Burrow back five wide on first down. At la, like I, I noticed last week. First down, Joe Mixon's on the sideline. We're, we're near midfield. Um, he comes out and goes five wide. 
I, I tweeted, I was like, why the fuck are you doing this? Then he called a timeout. He came out of that timeout in a five wide set again. And what is the thing where run? I mean, uh, people and people I fucked up the other night and argued with a blue check mark on Twitter. But people are saying, well, you know, with that line, he's not going to run the ball very well. Okay, that's fine. I get that to an extent. But Mixon's also put up back-to-back 1,100-yard seasons behind the same line. Right. Now, I know it usually takes him a little bit long later in the season to come on. That's fine. But you have to try. It's, it's not even about – I mean, it's always about winning. But right now, the way that this season is going, it's not about – okay, running the ball is not going to give us the best chance to win right now. I, I, I get it. I know that they're always going to try to win the game. But this season has to be about keeping Joe Burrow upright. He's the next 10 years of your franchise. Yeah, until you can If all things go problem. well. Yeah. So he, he's not even trying. He's, he's going five wide. He's, he's rolling him out. He's running these read options at the goal line. And, and, and Burrow's made some great plays. He's made some very good throws, you know, rolling to his right, getting out of pressure. He's also had some plays where he tries that spin move that would have worked in college and it's not working in the NFL. Right. And, but that's a learning curve for him. So, And that poses the question, are the Bengals worse now than they were last year? You had asked that. And I, I'm starting to think about it. And I said, okay, well, record-wise, technically no. But that was almost to be expected last year. You almost knew yeah. – New coach, you know, new system. He's going to evaluate the roster. He's going to see who he wants there, who he doesn't, blah, 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 blah. You kind of write that off. Okay, that's fine. But now they should have they should have taken a much much bigger step further than they have. And right now, if you look at the record, and that's what matters at the end of the day, the step up that they made from this point last year is half a game because they tied and right. didn't lose. They didn't start 0-3 like they did last year. I They're, they're in a worse – place this year in week three than they were last year in week three I, I agree with that they're in a worse place. I mean they do have Joe Burrow they do have their future on their team so I don't think that it's as bad as last year now I think the somehow the line is worse and for the record I don't and and I'm not going to give him too much shit and call him a bust yet but Jonah Williams don't even look good um I would argue that he he's given up sacks looks, every game he looks Rough in first halves, and he seems to look better in second halves most of the year, and I don't understand why that is. But he, I think he definitely has given up a sack in each game. I haven't seen that number, but he just watching the games, I would I would totally believe it. I mean, I don't know. I don't think you're getting as much pressure on the left side as you are the right, but he definitely – I remember watching a couple plays last week where he just – he had nothing. He had nothing for the defensive end, and he's effectively a rookie too. He's going yeah. through. A, he's going. Yeah, through a so I, you curve. know, in a left tackle, you're not going. I'm not going to call him a bust, you know. But he's definitely not living up to the potential yet. Um, kind of back to what you were saying, you know, when the Bengals go five wide, what is that when, you know, Zach Taylor goes five goes five wide, Burrow rolls out to the right, all the receivers go to the right. There's some. There were so many Eagles players there. And Burrow had nothing. And every time he did that, he got hit on the sidelines. Every time. I think he ran it two or three times. Do you mean yeah, you know what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, and a couple of those looked like they, like they were where is, a little Like, here's my thing, though. You're trying to get him out of the pocket. We mentioned that last week where if you get him out of the pocket, he could probably make a great throw. It's Zach. <laughs> Zach. <laughs> Zach. It's not going five wide and rolling him out where he still doesn't have protection, dude. Okay. You need to run it on first down. You should run it every first down from here on out, okay? 
get in a, a single back or a single back formation where you can still have double tight ends and receivers on the field. Hand the ball to Mixon. See, let him get even if he gets a yard or two. Then the next play, fake a handoff, Zach. Fake a fucking <laughs> handoff, and Mix- then roll Joe Burrow out to where you're. The defense thinks Joe Burrow might have the ball. Okay, when we're sitting here telling you to roll out of the pocket, it's not getting five wide, Zach. <laughs> no, no, it's, <laughs> I mean not it, at all. I and mean, don't put tight ends on Derek Barnett either. Oh my God, <laughs> Dude, that, Drew Sample that, got fucked. Oh up. man, that was that was that was yeah, that was crazy. And here's my last thing I want to hit on the Bengals. You haven't even played a good defense yet. You still got Baltimore twice. You still got Pittsburgh twice. And he's been sacked 14 times. Thanks for ruining my fucking day because I hadn't even thought about that. Do you have, Did you watch what the Pittsburgh defense did to a bad line against the New York Giants? Saquon oh, yeah. Barkley couldn't even get going. Yeah, it's... Okay. They're blitzing on like fifty-one percent of yeah, passing uh, downs or something. They're just bringing Joe Burrow. I, I, I'm, when they play the Steelers, I feel bad for Joe Burrow. But they—he should probably catch COVID. I, you're in like the twenties, so I think. Uh, who they start out the season with? Oh, uh, the Chargers. Chargers. No, the Chargers did have a good defense, so I I take that back. Yeah, I mean, they're just um, good. but the Browns and the Eagles don't really have that great of defenses. Okay, you st- you still got Pittsburgh twice. You got. Uh, Houston, or not Houston, but you Baltimore got Baltimore twice. twice and I think, I think we do play Houston. I, I can't yeah, remember. So, and there's some other defenses in there too. So, I don't know, man. I just I would hate to see Joe Burrow get get hurt over Zach Taylor. That's it's that's just time to to call it what it is. I've been telling you, man. I will be fucking scared to death if the Bengals somehow land Eric Bieniemy. If that now, if those of you don't know him, that is the offensive coordinator. For uh, the Chiefs, he's Andy Reid's right-hand man, and he's honestly he's helped make Patrick Mahomes what he is. Well, yeah, it's, just, it's a it's a match made in heaven. It's he's a worked match under made in heaven. he's worked under Reid for years. It's not like oh well, Zach Taylor spent two years like tossing balls to Sean McVay in practice, and he was supposed to be this offensive guru, right? So what's what's the deal here? I don't I don't think he was ever. The 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 guru he sold the Bengals on himself being, but I don't know if he even had to sell him on it. Going into Sunday or looking back at Sunday, he only targeted tight ends twice against the Eagles defense, and they had allowed four touchdowns by tight ends in the first two weeks. Hmm. Um, and and I, I posted this on Facebook. I mean, he was in Miami. He kind of was, he was like an assistant quarterbacks coach. Got up to. Offensive coordinator, didn't do good. Went to the University of Cincinnati, was the offensive coordinator for a year, didn't work out. Then he worked his way up for two years with the Rams. His resume is not even good. I bought into the hire when Mm. it happened, and I think it was more so because I just wanted Marvin Lewis gone so bad. And And you even said, you were like, okay, that's a a good hire, I guess, because they're, they're going away from the old defensive guy, get the young offensive guy. You can understand the thought process, and at that point, I just had to, I was like, okay, it's something new, fuck it. Right, it's something new. I mean, it's 16 years later, you... But we're 19 games in now, and he's two... He might be worse than Marvin. Two 17, or two 16 and one. Um, so you got to go get a real offensive guru, man. So you got to go get Eric or you, I think that, uh, Josh McDaniels would consider it just because the quarterback is there. Well, you brought that up and I was like, no way he declined an interview with the Bengals the year they hired they Zach Taylor, but Joe Burrow will attract yes. better quality head coaches Absolutely. and maybe 
the fact that you just saw Mike Brown spend a bunch of money absolutely will 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 you know entice somebody a little bit more too. So I'd be in on McDaniel's. Um, I I, I agree a hundred percent with that statement. We agree there. I've said a lot of Joe Brady, but he's only been in the NFL for a year. I mean, I, I I, it like, worked with him at LSU, but yeah, it, I don't I don't like that. The Panthers' offense isn't looking too great. So you got to go get not. a a guy that you know can do the job. It's you, just going to come down to how much control that they would be willing to concede the front office would be willing to concede to the coach if if it gets to that point it, it should you you are on a ticking clock we said this the other night the, the clock is 100 percent ticking i said this isn't andy dalton and marvin lewis together for the ninth year this is your franchise quarterback a 36 million dollar investment who looks to he doesn't really look like a rookie all that much he yeah. looks like he's comfortable. He, he he belongs there. Joe Burrow belongs to be a starting Absolutely. quarterback in the Absolutely. NFL. I think that's probably been confirmed through three weeks. Now, Zach Taylor has confirmed that he does not need to be a head coach. He's in over his head, and the Bengals need to understand that this isn't, okay, we'll give Andy and Marvin another three years to see if they can get it going like they have been before. Can't do this that. is a franchise quarterback that you invested $36 million and a number one overall pick in. When Andy you, Dalton came into the league – he went to the playoffs his first year yeah. because he had the surrounding pieces around him. He had a great line. Yeah. Back so, then. yeah, exactly. You had Whitworth and you had Whitworth, Zeitler's there. You had, a, you had a great offensive line. This isn't the case, and you can't treat it like it's the same case. I've watched the Browns ruin so many quarterbacks and not where they didn't even have a chance. And Joe Burrow is going to be a hell of a quarterback if he gets the right coach under him and he gets some protection. I, and I even made, I even went out as far and said this. It is so bad to where the Bengals need to consider, and you even you brought the name up, Zeitler, getting Zeitler back. Throw a second, throw a third at the Giants for Zeitler. They have the money. Don't give up your first, but at this point you have to protect Joe Burrow before he does what Baker did. And, and, and he might not never do that, but there's a chance that he could. No matter what, you want to protect him, okay, because he's one big hit away from being like, fuck this, and, and I, just leaving the pocket and like, I'm not getting hit. And I, I fucked up because I argued with a blue check mark on Twitter, Benjamin Albright. He said, giving up on your season after week three is for losers. And I replied, not if you're 0-2-1 and your head coach is this guy. And it's a picture of Zach Taylor having a meltdown. And people fucking blew my mentions up, man. And I had always been against what the Browns do. And this isn't a shot at the Browns, but I've always said when, when it came to them keeping Marvin Lewis and I was trying to like rationalize it in my brain, I was like, okay, well you don't want to keep bringing in a new coach every year, you know, no stability, blah, blah, blah. But somebody replied, this dude is swaggy dud two X. So if you hear this, you don't know what you're talking about, bro. He said, see, and that's why y'all always lose. You can't keep putting a new coach in the year and hope things work. Now you've got a new playbook every year, and new system. You got to give coaches time. Rome wasn't built in a day. I replied to him, I said, dog, do you know anything about the Bengals? Marvin Lewis was there for 16 years. <laughs> yeah, the Bengals are the one team not switching coaches every year. And people are like, you know, oh, well, it's not Zach Taylor's fault. The offensive line sucks. Well, yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it <laughs> and is. He, he also tried got to sell rid, you on them. The, the Beng- he also inherited a pretty damn good offensive line coach in Frank Pollock that had been around the Bengals for a while, and he got rid of him for Jim Turner, who's got a lot of controversy that surrounds his name. And – it looked like shit, so he hired the O-line coach. He got rid of the old one that was actually pretty damn good um, over his tenure, and he tried to sell – he sold everybody on this line all offseason saying that, you know, they have confidence in it. And 
let's not forget. Let's not forget. The Bengals put a piece of paper in front of Bobby Hart that offered him $21 million <laughs> and gave him the opportunity to sign it. Yeah. Yeah, how's that happen? We were talking in a group chat the other night, and I was like, you know, as much as I want to trust the Bengals, they spent the money, they did this, they did that, things are looking different. As much as I want to believe in that, I still have to remember that it wasn't that long ago that they sat a $21 million contract on the table in front of Bobby Hart and handed him a fucking pen. Yeah, and and I agree 100% with that, too. But let's talk about this. The money that they spent, the money that they spent doesn't look good. Well, for one... The, the, The defensive line looks old. They look. No, uh, Geno Atkins makes a very big yeah, difference. Yeah, there's but, nobody on that roster. And Dunlap that played a, a little bit better this week, but against a very bad offensive line. Um, you still don't have linebackers. We talked about that. Oh well, 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 they're not on the field a lot. I mean, Logan Wilson is getting pretty good pretty quick. And then the secondary. I don't know. It's just not coming together yet. Well, here's my thing on that. They definitely can't stop the run. We've seen that. On the secondary, DJ Reader has looked pretty good, I think, overall. I think he's he's been worth the investment. Yeah, Reader's been good. Going to the secondary, though. I watched McKenzie Alexander get burnt. Yeah. And that he he's not like a big And they also guy. don't have Trey Waynes. He got a one-year deal for, you know, like $4 million or something. It's not a big deal. But, but on the Trey Waynes signing, they overpaid for Trey Waynes. Absolutely. Yeah. And not only is he hurt, but they could have I th- – I, and maybe it'll be different if he gets on the field this year. I don't think he will. If he does, it'll be late, and it's probably going to be so late in the season they don't even fuck with it. But I feel like you could have kept Drake Kirkpatrick. I was about to say, meanwhile, Drake Kirkpatrick's in Arizona balling. He's playing damn good. <laughs> I think you could have kept Drake, Drake Kirkpatrick on his deal, maybe even renegotiated this deal. Because Drake Kirkpatrick, I talked to him. He'll, like, fucking message me back on Instagram and shit. Because, like, I sent him a thing, like, man, maybe they should just bring you back after Alexander got down. He's like, I'm gone, man. He's like, you know, I love Cincinnati. Maybe I'll come back someday. I live here in the offseason. He's a cool dude. But, but you could have kept him, maybe even renegotiated his deal, because I think he liked Cincinnati enough to where he probably would have. Or, or kept it as it is and then spent that money on the offensive line instead of dropping him, getting his money, and then giving it all to Trey Waynes, who I think is the same fucking guy. Yeah. And Kirkpatrick had his flaws, don't get me wrong, but I just you could have used that money on the offensive line. The Von Bell signing, I was really excited about. It hasn't looked all that great. As you said, Alexander got burned up. Um, I think Reeder has looked good. I think if Atkins would be there, there you would see – an improvement. I know he's older. Um, Dunlap does look to be showing his age a little bit, and that sucks because I really, really like Carlos Dunlap. Carlos Lawson looked to kind of come on a little bit more last week, but it was a bad line. So the the edge rush is something that you didn't think was going to be an issue, I guess, going into this mm, year. Yeah, and it issue. looks like something that they need to address. But first and foremost, the, if they draft this year and they draft seven offensive linemen, I won't be upset. To win. Draft set rounds one through seven. O line every fucking. Before line. we move on here, um, you, you know you still have to look back and wonder, like, man, why was Andrew Whitworth not resigned when he wanted to be here? They have spent more money with Cordy Glenn and Jonah Williams and all this shit that they've they've spent more money trying to replace Andrew Whitworth than it would have cost them to right. just pay him. And he wanted to retire yeah. a Bengal. Yeah. And when they let him walk, I said this was before the podcast and all this shit. I said. He deserves a thank you deal regardless. Absolutely. Give him a thank you deal, even if you don't think he's going to perform all the way through it. And he's in he's in L.A. right now. Fucking, He's one of the highest grade of offensive linemen in the league. Yeah. And then the last thing here, 
is they should have backed a Brinks truck, a Brinks truck up to the door of Jack Conklin. I mean, Hasn't he been hurt? No, he's he oh. he didn't play against the Bengals, but he played last week. Oh, is he, is he, he actually good? he actually was active. They just Chris Hubbard stepped in and didn't miss a beat. Is he playing good though? Is Conklin? Oh yeah, good? oh yeah. Jack Conklin's playing great. Um, the right guard situation is fucking terrible too. Um, it's actually pretty funny because I'm, I'm looking how, the through. left guard. Isn't the left guard one of the actual bright spots, or is that center? Trey Hopkins is solid. Um, he's not gonna wow you or anything. Billy Price has been playing some left guard. He hasn't looked great. He hasn't looked terrible. The left side of the line has been not good, but not as horrible as the right side. John Jerry's playing right guard. Bobby Hart's playing right tackle, and it's just a fucking disaster. It's <laughs> it's a complete fucking utter disaster. And I was looking at my Facebook memories from one year ago today. I posted that anyone 250 pounds or heavier that isn't happy with their current job should please go to Paul Brown Stadium and try out for the position of any offensive lineman. You have a shot, I promise. Um, I would like to update you guys today that this position is still available. Um, so please go inquire, and I would start – Probably anybody listening to this over Bobby Hart. Fuck Bobby Hart forever. Well, I think we agree that the Bengals need to fix the line. <laughs> uh, so, so here, uh, let's let's do that. Let's stay on the NFL. We got a we got a solid week coming up. Uh, it looks like that the Steelers and the Titans just got postponed. Maybe that's going to be pushed to Monday. I guess that's the possibility. Two three and O teams there. Um, we'll have to see how that goes. And our um, pick them. Yeah. Our pick'em is up to about $150 already. Um, meant to get to that at the top of the show. Totally forgot. Sorry about that. But get your picks in. Uh, we had 360 get paid out last week. I think this is the week we break 400 bucks. DC. So, yeah, DC coming through with a big win. Um, there, was, there was three or four people really in it going into Monday night. These tiebreakers have been mattering. So um, get your picks into us. The links are on our Facebook, Instagram. I've actually Twitter. never seen my wife into a football game the way she was Sunday because had she had the Saints have won, she would have been up top. And she actually made the picks herself. Oh, dude, I know. My, <laughs> my girlfriend gets in it, and poor girl finishes damn near every week almost last. But she's, like, yelling at these games. I'm like, why, why do you give a shit about, you know, like Minnesota and Detroit? She's like, well, I picked fucking Detroit. And I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, that, it's she getting got, them well, into well, it. She got that upset pick. Yeah, yeah, that's what I like too because she's like, oh, God, I'll be watching that. But she actually had Baltimore picked because ah, I'd been talking about yeah. it, so she wouldn't have won anyway. But uh, So let's get in here to these picks real quick, man. If uh, And we don't we don't like to give all of our picks out anymore because we actually get into the pick-ems ourselves. Yeah, you motherfuckers you know, might up, be listening. <laughs> up the money and all that, so – what we've decided to do every week is And you do, can't say that I'm sorry. You can't say that I'm cheating because I fucking was awful last week. I think I was like 22nd. <laughs> you can't cheat now. You can see everybody's pick as soon as 1 o'clock at 1 on 1. You can, see, you can see everybody's pick. There's no way of cheating. Oh, you can? Um, I didn't know that. Yeah, you can. You can go there and see everybody. Now, you can't see. Now, say a game hasn't started. You can't see You can't see picks, that right. pick. Well, that's good because you don't right. want You don't want to switch or all that, but. Um, so let's jump into it. We said each week now, though, we're going to do an upset bit, an upset pick and a lock pick. So let's start with our lock pick. Um, the Jags. Who you, <laughs> who you got as your lock pick here, man? There's a, I think there's a couple this week. Last week was tough. My, uh, in my survivor, I went with the Colts and they did kick the shit out of the Jets. So that's uh i'm still alive so i want you to help me out here man so who who can we lock up this week i'm looking at a couple of different games 
and 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 I'm not I'm not saying this from a survivor standpoint because I, I don't do survivor picks, but I I'm looking through the schedule and there's one team that I can almost always think is my lock, and I think it's going to be Seattle over Miami. That'd be your lock pick. And, and no, that's a good. Chris pick. Carson's out. Um, I don't know how long. That's fucking me. And actually, too. he actually might play. That play was dirty as fuck. Oh, that, that was terrible. Too. What the fuck was that? An alligator roll and somebody. And then knee? somebody do just yeah dove That's in ridiculous. with his knee first. That's that was ridiculous. terrible. Ridiculous. Um, but I just don't see any way in hell Miami beats Seattle. So I'm actually going to save Seattle. So I'm not going there. So I'm looking at two other ones, and I'll and I'll tell you where where I'm leaning. So um, the first one's obvious is obvious for me. Uh, Ravens over Washington. Yeah, I was thinking that too. Um, I think that they're, especially after a loss, I think the Ravens are going to kick the shit out of them. Uh, but actually, actually, the game that I'm going to go with as a lock pick this week, I'm actually going the uh, Los Angeles Rams over the New York Giants. I think yeah, I'm going to. Probably... I think I'm going to use the Rams this week. The Rams look good. They do look good. The offense, like it, actually looks back to a Sean McVay offense. Yeah, and they're not missing Gurley. Maybe um, Zach Taylor could give him a call. <laughs> Henderson running the the ball for him, and Jeff uh, Jared Goff throwing it around. Robert Woods looks good. Cooper Cup looks good. I mean, that's just a and it was a big year. They for have Goff. a really good left tackle too. <laughs> oh yeah, what's that guy's name? <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> All right, so uh, so that's what we would lock in this week. What about your upset pick this week? Uh, who'd you upset pick? Last? You actually took the Giants over the 49ers last week, and the Giants got their teeth kicked in. Yeah, and Nick Mullins played quarterback. <laughs> uh, Nate Mullins, I believe, right? And then Nate. I uh, have no fucking right, idea. Right, <laughs> exactly. Um, I went with Houston over Pittsburgh, and it looked good for about three quarters. Yeah, yeah, it looked, looked good for a minute. Can I'm going to do it. Fuck it. Is the Bengals beating the Jaguars an upset? I, yeah, I think Joey B. I, I think first either win. way is an upset. So yeah. I think you could go Jags. The Jags or, are better than the Bengals right now, right? They're yeah, record wise. Fuck would, it. Give me the Bengals. Joe Burrow's going to finally get his first win Sunday. I'm going to fucking. Watch. So that, uh, no, that that's actually a, that's actually what I like to call a push because anytime yeah. you're the home team in the NFL, uh, Vegas gives you three points. So the Bengals are actually favored. Three points. Hell yeah! <laughs> because Fat that, Randy, you know, so goal. this was a neutral. If this was a neutral uh, playing site, then it would it would be uh, a zero. So the Bengals have fucked me every week. So I'm like, oh, they're gonna beat Philly. I pick them in the pick them, and they fucking lose. Oh, they're gonna beat the Chargers. Jesus Christ! All right, so my my uh, upset pick here, man, and I actually considered the Bengals actually being the upset pick here. I'm gonna be a homer just like you. The Cleveland Browns. Over the Dallas Cowboys is my upset. I think that I guess I guess that could be considered an upset. That's definitely an upset. I just don't fucking believe in Dallas. I don't believe in Dak Prescott. I I just don't believe in him. But but I actually agree with your upset pick too. I think I might go Bengals this week. I I mean, it's got to happen at some point, right? If it don't happen here, where's it happen? Well, if anybody could fuck this one up, it's Zach Taylor. Don't they play the Jets and the Giants? Uh, they got the Giants for sure. I'm not sure about the Jets. I know the I Browns play. The Browns definitely play the Jets. Then we probably do too. No, you know what? Maybe you don't. Maybe you don't. Huh. Well, maybe not. Who's in that division? The Bills. The Bills. The Jets. The Jets. The, the Dolphins, Dolphins. And the and, pa- and the Pats. And, and the Patriots. Yeah. So. So the Patriots are going to get Baltimore. Right, and then. 
the Jet, but the Jets finished last in that division, right? That's what I was thinking. Yeah, uh, we I'm do. We have up. the Jets and the Giants back to back weeks. I know that for sure. At the end of the week, I'm gonna pull it up. I, I didn't have it in front of me there, so God damn it, I hit the wrong button. So yeah, um, so th- let's just go through the schedule. Fuck it. The Jaguars. That's where the win could come. They're playing the Ravens after that. That's not gonna come there. They're playing the Colts there. It's probably not gonna come there. The brand playing the Browns after that. They usually split, but this year it's probably not going to come there. The Titans. Oh, the Browns run too well for Derrick Henry. Man. Yeah. The Titans, Derrick Henry. The Steelers, not happening. Washington, eh, maybe. So out of that division. Washington's they, defensive line's good. Out of that division, they play Washington. No, the that's, that's the NFC. That's the NFC East. I was talking about the uh, AFC The AFC East. So you've got Miami in there. Um, that's the only team from that division. Okay, so you year. guys got Miami. That's right. So you guys got Miami. We got the Jets because it, that's how it happens. AFC North play each team. In the AFC North plays one team in the AFC East. So you guys got Miami. We got the Jets. Um, the Steelers are going to get uh, the Bills, right? Yeah, the Steelers will get the Bills. Yes, and then Baltimore will get New England. New England looks good. Cam Newton is. They, they beat, the, they, they beat up on uh, Las Vegas. Yeah, they're weird saying. Who who looked good? Um, yeah, Philly or not Philly? Um, I tell you a game to watch this week. In my opinion, the uh, Chiefs are on a high after that Ravens. Now they go play Belichick. Oh yeah, I think that I almost went there. Just saying, Cam and Bill is working right now. It's weird. It's working. Is it Cam and Bill or is it Josh McDaniels and Cam? Well, that's probably the more because usually important. McDaniels runs with that offense. That's yeah. another reason why I say send his ass to Cincinnati. That's a good second option. Yeah, I could see, I could see it being more McDaniel's because I I could see like Cam Newton walking through the Patriots facility in one of those like blouses that he's wearing <laughs> that like it looks like Belichick maybe will, like what the fuck and his hair with that like big thing sticking up and Belichick just kind of looks at him and growls and then McDaniel's is like all right dude come here we're gonna put the game plan in right Bill might not even talk to and Cam. then after that Bill <laughs> makes a subway commercial right which is fucking <laughs> weird how the hell did they get him in yeah. a commercial you can't even get his ass in Madden hey dude on commercials though dude these Baker Mayfield I, it's like insurance. I don't. They call Progressive, it at home. Right? Baker, yeah, they call it at home with Baker Mayfield. Dude, I saw one, another one this weekend, a new one. It was fucking hilarious. They said he shouldn't do commercials in the fucking Hulu commercial where it's like Baker Mayfield's face on some and small Saquon's guy's body. Face, He's like, yeah. yeah, you guys said I shouldn't do so many commercials. I'm just glad he. You know, you, you can make the you make the commercial as long as you're working, and he worked his ass off this uh, this offseason. You can tell by the way he looks. But I didn't mean to get on that tangent. That's all right. Yeah. What, what we got next, man? We going to the NBA tonight. For the first time in 10 years, my Los Angeles Lakers are playing in the NBA Finals against the Miami Heat and Jimmy Buckets. I know that Whoa, it's... whoa, whoa. Did you really just do that? What? You just dissed Tyler Euro. Hey, Tyler Euro's a baller. When you say Miami Heat, you say Miami Heat and Tyler Euro. You say... I think Jimmy Buckets is still the guy there. But, hey, Tyler Hero's a fucking baller, dude. He's a dude. baller, dude. I love Tyler Hero. Yeah, he's he's fun to watch. Um, but going in tonight. What do you think, man? Oh, what do you, first off, what's your prediction? I Lakers know you're going in six. La- Lakers in six? I think I think it's in six. I think they give Miami two games. It wouldn't shock me if it went seven, but I think Lakers so, in six. I'm going to go right now, and you know I always change my pick, but in, in the NBA, but right now I would say Lakers in seven. I I want it to go seven. And That'd here's why. Oh, because why he's going to wear their jerseys? Game two, they're wearing the, the oh, Mamba Jesus jerseys. Christ. Does the jersey matter? And if it goes game seven, 
they'll wear the mama jersey. It absolutely matters. If you listen to Anthony Davis's interview, it absolutely matters. It's a, it's a mentality thing. It's a mindset Jesus thing. Jesus Christ. You're he, in the NBA Finals. The jerseys. <laughs> he, he did an interview. He said, you know, we, we never want to lose, but we know we can't lose in these jerseys. We're letting Kobe down. Fuck. It matters. It matter. Right now, they, they need shit like that. They're in a bubble. And I've said this before. I know you had agreed with it. I don't know if anything that you have seen has changed your opinion on it. But this ring, whoever wins it, be it Miami or L.A., it, it, it doesn't mean less to me at all. No. These teams have been locked away from their families. Mm-hmm. It's a, I don't want to be dramatic because, like, LeBron's got, like, a fucking apartment he's living in. It's nice as shit. It's nicer than anywhere I've ever lived in my life. So, <laughs> it, But but they're kind of, like, locked in. It's almost it, – I don't want to use prison as an excuse because there's, like, golf and wine and all that shit. But they're, they're locked away. Like, LeBron hasn't seen his kids. Are I don't know why now? they're not there. I know, I, he posted on Instagram the other day about how much he missed them. I don't know hmm. what what the reasoning is, but these guys have been locked away from their families. Probably because um, Bronny's smoking pot and don't want to go. <laughs> <laughs> why, why do you post that on Instagram, dude? Like, what are you doing? Right. Um, but so I, I think that it, it the the bubble mentality. It's weird because the Lakers are an older team, and the old teams are the ones that were getting bounced quick, and the young teams were. We're raring to go because, you know, the older guys, they, they, mentally, they got kids, they got wives, you know, and they, they've been locked up. These dudes might not have had sex since July. That's fucking terrible. Mm. That's awful. Um, so going into this, it, it, it means more, obviously, because you want to win the title the year Kobe Bryant died. And I know that that's died off now. That happened back in January. People have forgotten about it. But Lakers fans, true Lakers fans, still want that. I think the players still want that a lot. I think it means a good amount to the franchise. Now, the people that just joined when LeBron got here that are getting ready to root against the team they used to like probably don't. And, and it's funny watching those same people talk about Kobe. <laughs> yeah, you, do yeah, you don't get Kobe. that. You don't get that. You don't, you, I, mean, I, I mean, I guess maybe because, like, he impacted the game and everybody, you know, felt Kobe's impact on the game or whatever. But yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't be like, oh, I just got here a couple years ago. We got to do this for Kobe. Kobe. I like, I've been fucking Kobe since I was fucking eight years old. So there, there's that, but it's going to be a good matchup. I think the Heat are probably going to be the best defensive team. The Lakers have played in the playoffs. Yeah, definitely. Um, Bam can, can play with AD a little bit. I want to see if he can do it for a whole game or a whole series. Not even a little bit. He can play with AD. Yeah, but they said that about Jokic too. And they, you know. yeah, yeah, but Jokic, Jokic can't guard fucking K. Can't, dude. You you're talking about the the same guy that just locked up Giannis. Giannis isn't as polished as Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis has the shot that he can shoot over Bam, but the thing is, is not only can Bam guard AD. But he can also guard LeBron, and if can't. That's and true. if need be, why he's guarding AD, Jimmy buckets can guard LeBron. Um, it would also being that said, if both are out, Jay Crowder can stay in front of LeBron. So, like you said, this is where it gets interesting because this is definitely the best defensive team that the Lakers have played. In my opinion, um, now I, and I was on record coming in here last week or the week before saying Denver matched up real well against uh, the Lakers, and I thought they did. I think you agreed with that too. 
Um, but I do think that the Heat match up the best than that the Lakers have had to play so far. Now, I, with that being said, I still say the Lakers in seven. I, I just think LeBron and the AD combos maybe just a little too much. Don't ever disrespect the Kobe jerseys in here again. Um, but <laughs> the Heat are going to give them all they want, man. Yeah, I think the key to this series is going to be can the Lakers effectively control the game with their big lineup? Like Dwight Howard has been starting, and it's been a good move by Vogel. I I have tweeted my apology to Dwight Howard. Um, I was against that when he signed. Um, but he's Danny Green still looks like shit. He's been Danny Green is a fucking loser. I mean, he hits a shot. Every, he's playing. Rondo's been nice. better. Um, but the key to this series is going to be the Lakers effectively scoring and controlling the game with their big lineup in. And that's going to be getting rebounds, obviously, second chance points, not letting Miami heat up shooting the ball when they have to play their bigs to match up with AD and Dwight. Where the Lakers can get in trouble is if they allow Miami to get it to a point where they're playing small. If Miami starts playing small ball, they've got more quality small ball type players on their roster than the Lakers do. Iguodala is solid. Um, Hero, obviously. Duncan Robinson. I forgot about Iggy being able to play defense, too. Iggy's six straight finals. Um, Tyler Hero, uh, Duncan Robinson. Uh, Crowder is, is nice in his own right. They have a, lot, they have a nice lineup. They have the, gra- the better uh, small. Gradic. Is that how you say it? Yeah, Goran Dragic. Dragic, yeah. 100% going to be a Laker next year. He's um, nice. He's nice. They, they've got a good small ball lineup. Not so if Chris Paul's there. I'm not going to say that their small ball – would beat the Lakers because the Lakers still have the two best players in the series on their team. But it would make for a much much more interesting games, I think, and it could keep Miami hanging around longer. If the Lakers can impose their will with size against Miami and keep those shooters and floor spacers on the bench because they have to match up with Bam or, or putting in um, – they were talking about maybe Myers Leonard coming back in. If you put Myers Leonard on AD, you're fucked. Like, come on. How many games have the Lakers lost in the playoff bubble? In the playoffs, um, three. It's been a gentleman sweep. Isn't that series. what Miami's at too, right? So Miami, Ooh, Miami, they may, be at, they may have Miami lost swept Indiana. Well, see, the Lakers then have they, gone. They beat the Bucks in five, and then they just played Boston. What did Boston that get? One six. or two? I think that went six. Okay, so then, they, so then they've lost three games as well. Yeah, yeah. So it's yeah, so, so you it's got the right. two hottest teams outside of the Suns who didn't make it in the playoffs. That's been in the bubble. Um, but yeah, man, I, I I'm actually excited for this and i haven't been about excited for basketball in in, in in a while but um well it's time okay it's time for me to formally and and you're not gonna like this but i'm gonna try to preface it in a way that makes sense it is my time to apologize to on court lebron james LeBron James, the basketball player between the lines well, we, when I, the ball's tipped up. I know. I, I know I've, I've I know been real LeBron. critical of LeBron, but he it's turned okay it on. okay to be critical when, they're having, when they do something stupid. He's turned it on in the playoffs, man, and he's willed this team to where they are. Um, off the court, different story. We, we've had that discussion. But when LeBron James steps in the, onto the court in between the lines, there is still not a player in the NBA that's better. People, the you, Kawhi thing – Kawhi wanted no fucking smoke with Jamal Murray. When Jamal Murray was just torching him, Kawhi stood back. 
LeBron's like, give me, give me Murray. I got him one on one. LeBron's defense has been impeccable. He and, and went hey. down the stretch when it came time to close that game out. He said, put me on Murray. I got him. Agreed. And like I've always said, on court LeBron's great. <laughs> you want on court LeBron. Off court LeBron just told everybody to vote last night after watching the shit show. How could you tell anyone to vote after watching that last night? <laughs> dude, that, yeah, that, that was true. fucking a shit show. Dude. And then oh, you see all these NBA players, we got to vote. Like, vote for that? <laughs> yeah, I mean, tell people to vote all you want, I guess, but we all know who they're telling you to vote for. Right, I'm just saying. Um, I'm just saying. That's just not a good way to approach and, it. But. And, you know, they can use their platform however they want, whether I agree with it or not. That's fine. I root for the Lakers, and right now there's not a basketball player in the NBA that is better than LeBron James, and he proved it. He yeah. proved it in the playoffs. Now we'll see next year when KD comes back. I mean, as, well, far, yeah. as, as far as best player in the league, I agree LeBron's the best player in the league. Should LeBron have been the MVP of the league this year? Yeah. Yeah. I would, Should I Anthony would, Davis have been the defensive player of the year this year? Mm, probably. 80 more yeah. blocks, 30 yeah. more steals than Giannis. Probably. Um, any, and that's neither here nor there. We've already had that discussion. But, I, but I'm back to the series, though, man. I'm excited for this, man. I oh yeah, I'm not wearing anything but a Kobe jersey. I really think Miami can give them all they want, and but and that's and I and I just said Lakers in seven. Yeah, I think. But they, I feel like this is a great matchup, man. And I just want to see if LeBron does it, or the, the not just LeBron, the Lakers. I want to see if the Lakers do it again. Because we said, oh, shit, Portland's going to match up real well. Boom, five games, you're done. Oh, shit, Houston's going to match up real well. Five games, you're done. Oh, shit, but Denver's hot. They're coming. Five games, you're done. So, looking can the Lakers back, do it and again? You're, and you're right. And you're right. But looking back on that, looking back on that, the Portland thing was just the Lakers were playing shitty. Yeah, they were playing I don't, shitty. I don't Portland think, was healthy. I think from the beginning we said, who's going to guard LeBron James? And we landed we, – we, that then, series, I was even guilty of it. The recency bias, right? And then, and then you go to, and then you play Houston, who is a small ball team. Where your boy, the beard, you wanted him. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. He's one of my favorite players. Five and, games, and you were it. like, who's, you know, who's gonna, who's gonna guard him? You know, so or who's gonna be able to guard Beard? But it was really who was gonna guard LeBron? Who was gonna guard Anthony Davis? And then uh, Denver, you know, Denver was one where I thought they matched up real well, but I think the Heat match up even better. Like I said, though, Lakers and seven because they have the two better, the two best players. I think the Lakers have the best players, the, obviously the two best players, as to where Miami has a better team. I feel like their bench is better. Miami's got a better coach too. Eric Spolstra. Right. Oh, Eric Spolstra's great. Got to give him his flowers. Yeah. So they got the coaching. They got the, in my opinion, they got the bench. As long as the Lakers don't run it crazy what i mean like as long as like bron and 80 and sitting sitting too long hey man and the fucking lakers closed that game out and they could have done it without the play of alex fucking caruso the bald mamba yeah and fucking goat and i feel like even though the lakers are an older team i almost feel like miami has the vets too you know what i mean like they got jimmy they got right, iggy yeah you crowder they yeah there's a lot of people there who can guard lebron yeah. You know, now will they be able to guard him this year? You know, in, th in this bubble, the way he's playing, well, we'll find out tonight at 9 o'clock. I, I mean, I think their best option to guard him primarily is still Butler. I, Crowder can for stretches, but you're not going to put Crowder on LeBron for a whole game, and I, I think LeBron would eventually find You don't have way. to put Crowder on LeBron the entire game. Like you, we just said, you got Crowder, you have Iggy, you have Jimmy Buckets, and you have Bam. Bam's gonna be, I think, primarily focused on AD unless unless AD isn't in the game. And th that's the thing: when AD's on the floor, 
can Bam stay with him because AD can go hit that outside shot? Or hit. We have watched Anthony Davis morph into like crazy levels because I was always saying he's got to get better on double teams. He's splitting double teams. He's hitting. He is really blossoming in these playoffs, and this is what he came to LA to do. You know, yeah. he he had like one playoff win his whole career we, we, with, uh, with New Orleans. So who, whose path is more impressive? Which path is more impressive, the Lakers' path or the Heat's path? So the Lakers played uh, the Blazers, the Rockets, the Nuggets, and Miami played the Pacers, the Bucks, the Celtics. I think the Lakers have played better rosters um, all throughout. I think the Lakers have played Portland, who's got a better roster than Indiana. They played Houston, who I would – I could argue has a better roster than Milwaukee outside of Giannis, but Giannis is a big deal. Um, the Celtics are pretty solid. Um, and then the Nuggets have their two guys and they had to rely on like a Jeremy Grant game to, to get them, you know, extend right. that series out. Um, so it's fairly close. I would have it two one Miami. I would say, I think Portland's Portland. I would probably take Portland over, the Pacers. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, I would take. Uh, I would definitely. I'm. I mean, who wouldn't take the Bucks over Houston? I. I. I think that's. Bucks. Oh, dude. Bucks, that's the, close. The Bucks were the one seed. Um, and again, then, and they got bounced yeah, again. And and I'm, I'm. I'm. I would. I'm taking the Celtics over. The Nuggets. Just you know, you got Jason Tatum. You got. Uh, Brown there. You, you could probably Kemba. you could probably s- sell me on either path being harder. Um, I, I think it's going to be good, man. They both only lost three games. They played the better coach. It's going seven. I'm telling you, I think it's going seven. I think it's going to be fun. I could see it, and, I, and I'm all for seven game series. Do the Lakers have to win tonight? No, no, because no, this could easily be a LeBron feel out game. Right. Um, there was no feel out game last. I think series. It's, I think it's more important tonight. For the Heat to win tonight. Yeah, it, yeah, it means more to the Heat yeah. if they win tonight. LeBron didn't have to have a feel-out game against Denver because, you know, Portland was a new team coming into the bubble. Everybody got healthy, so we had to feel them out. Houston had switched to f- small ball in, like, February, kind of right before things shut down, so we had to feel that out. There was nothing to feel out about Denver. They just got hot one game. Jeremy Grant had a game he'll probably never have again. Yeah. Um, and who's the other guy? Um, I can't remember his name. He Porter? No, it's not Porter. I no, I said that. I said Vogel was playing that series, right? He said make Michael Porter the one that has to beat you, and he's yeah. not going to do it. No, um, not yet. So I, I think that at the end of the day, the paths are similar. You could tell me that the Heat had the better path. They played better coaches, I think, than the Lakers did. Definitely, um, rosters are, are there. They didn't. They and you got to give them credit for knocking off the one seed, even though I think that that Milwaukee is a fucking fraud for the second year in a row. Um, Don't give me the excuse Giannis got hurt. They were losing either way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's th- That wouldn't have mattered. And when you say going seven, I could see it. I think six, but the NBA has a funny way of m- seeming to make series go seven when they want them to, don't they? It seems like, you know, yeah, like, they can. like, you know, like, oh, maybe that guy gets a technical and, you know, he gets a suspension, you know, the yeah. Draymond thing. No, or, don't or, get rid of that bullshit. No, no, I'm not knocking. I mean, they, they still fucking lied. 73 and 9, and they fucking lied. Game, even, um, even if even if Draymond played game six, I was there. I felt I was in the atmosphere. They weren't winning. I remember that you saying that. You're like, they weren't winning. That, I, listen, I, it, for me, it's Browns, Buckeyes, Duke, Cavs. I, w- I would say maybe Cavs over Duke. And I've been to 
I remember when Derek Anderson was the Browns quarterback and we went 10-6 and six and didn't miss the playoffs. So I've been to a packed house in Cleveland, but I've been to game six of the NBA championship for the Cavs. Me and Austin went, and there was nothing like it. There you was said as soon as like you it. walked into the arena. You- when, we, uh, when we walked into the arena, I got these just shivers down my spine, and I was like, there's no fucking way they're winning this. They're just they're and and they dominated the entire game. The the fucking Warriors didn't have a chance, man. You just you just got the feeling as soon as you pulled up. And if it wasn't for COVID, I would be attending a finals game in LA this year. That's not true. I'm not I don't have enough money for that. <laughs> but I'm going to attend a Lakers fucking game in LA one day, even though California is a giant shithole and I don't know why anybody would actually want to go there. Um, but who would want to live there? So I am not going to wear anything but Kobe jerseys. I've said that all playoffs. There's no AD jersey coming out. This is Kobe, Mo- Mamba mentality, focus, and it's going to tip off tonight. We're gonna, I think it's going to be every other night, right? Yeah, they're, they're going to keep that same th- same schedule. I think so. So you know we're going to go Wednesday, Friday. Well, because they don't have to travel. Uh, so yeah, Wednesday, Friday, Sunday. So we we got a lot coming on, and it's a great. Great time to be a sports fan if you're going to follow the NBA yeah, because we every get, other every other day. You know, we we had Monday Night Football. Um, we had a great sports debate last night, which was just, <laughs> I don't care what side you're on there, man. That was a dude. Shit that shit show. was fucking hilarious. Yeah, I don't care who you're voting for. That shit was just funny. And we got the finals tonight. We got Thursday Night Football tomorrow. We got NBA Finals Friday night. So yeah. we. We've got everything going this week. There's something to entertain you every night. We right, and, and, to- hey, get your money in. Get your picks in for this pick and poll. Uh, let's see. Uh, two weeks ago, the winner won 340. Last week, DC won 360. And like Drew said, I'm with him. I think this might get up over 400 this week. And I'm somebody gonna post needs it to turn more and more. $10 into 400 bucks. I'm going to post it up. Um, you know, I'll get another post out here today. I'll get your reminders all the way up till Thursday. Um, I'll send out emails to anybody that's in. we got some new people already joined up this week. So uh, get your picks in. Have some fun with us. And when you win, share the post and talk shit about everybody that you beat. And maybe buy us a drink or <laughs> roosters or something. You know? Yeah, and yeah, and I like <laughs> barbecue chicken wings if you win. And he likes roosters now. It's not better than Frickers, although but is it good? you said you had a really bad Frickers experience a couple weeks ago, didn't you? Oh, fucking terrible, dude. Got to go to Centerville. The, the, yeah, you got to go to the Centerville. So <laughs> we will be back in with the reaction to everything. And I'm thinking tonight maybe I do a little Instagram story takeover on our podcast page and I oh, just shit. talk shit, oh, shit all night long about everything. Oh, man. You think people want to just watch me yell into a camera? For I a do. Hours? I, I'm going to be probably pretty bored at work. So, all right. So we'll do that. Um, I'll, I'll get in there tonight. I'll get everything going, and uh, we'll, we'll engage with you guys on the finals. And um, once again, we had some questions come in this week. I do want to get to those. Oh, Only a couple. We're about to shut down. Yeah, I posted. Well, I posted it today. We ended up recording a little bit earlier than we thought. First question comes from Pat Irvin, buddy mm-hmm. that I coach football with. He texted to me. He said, "Question for your show." He said, are all corner, corner CB cornerbacks made out of glass, or is it just the Browns? <laughs> the Browns have a lot of corners, corner injuries. I, and I don't know what the hell happened with Denzel. So uh, something with the groin, Greedy hasn't played a down yet. I mean, it's crazy to me that a guy who lacerated his liver, Kevin Johnson, who the Browns got, is back before these fuckers. So. Yeah, what? So he lacerated his liver a lot of time that ends the season, and he's back in. And Greedy hasn't played a game over his shoulder. And Denzel went out last week over uh, a groin injury that he had somehow gotten practice. So 
he he only played like forty percent of the snaps last week, but there hasn't been any update. So it's almost just like our it was almost like they were like, okay, let's take him out because we don't feel like we need him right here. So hopefully Denzel's all right. Hopefully we get greedy back. But we we in Pat's right. We haven't even seen Denzel Ward and fucking Greedy Williams play together much. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and that's that's terrible, man. Because as much as I like Denzel Ward, your best availability is of yeah. How do I say that? Your best ability, ability is, availability. is availability. That's a tongue twister. I, I fucked that up a lot. So, uh, so hopefully those guys can get on and, 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 you know, get on the field together. And another question from Aaron Lakes. Um, and Aaron Lakes is taking credit for my peewee coaching career. He, he told me that I was a part of his coaching tree. Mm. Um, I don't know what that really means, but he sent me a document and shit. And uh, Aaron Lakes, alleged Madden cheater. Uh, <laughs> Aaron, if you hear this, I love you, dude. He said... Why didn't the Browns sign Earl Thomas? Is he that much of an asshole? He's got to be. He's got to be that much of an asshole. I mean, if you can't be on the if you can't be on the Ravens, <laughs> yeah, no you know shit. What I mean, and they cut you because you can't stop beefing with your own players. I mean, and the Browns are at that at that point to where they don't need those type of guys. I mean, you get Odell gets portrayed as one of those guys but he's really not because the thing about Odell too is Jay Glazer actually came out anytime Jay Glazer comes out you know it's the truth because yeah. he don't come out a lot and he says Odell Beckham wants to stay in Cleveland he has he doesn't want to be traded or anything this is where he wants to be you know so you got to get guys that want to be there and guys that aren't going to ruin the locker room I mean Aaron's a Browns fan Pat's a, a Browns fan so we got we we've had enough of those guys all right we got it we can't have those guys we had Josh Gordon for way too long um, and, and just bad guys inside the locker room. So the last thing we wanted to do was add Earl Thomas to that. Plus, he plays free safety where uh, T- Tavari Thomas actually plays and has looked really, really good. Um, and I, I, my the bigger question is why haven't they got the guy from Jacksonville on the field? The guy oh, that they trade, yeah, Harrison. They haven't got Harrison on the field with, and Delp. They see they had big plans for Grant Delpit. That's that's where the problem is. Oh yeah, I, they, I mean they had him everywhere, hybrid, I hated uh, line, to see you that. know what I mean. So, but the bigger question is why is Harrison not seeing the field? But I could understand why you would want Earl Thomas because this secondary isn't looking good with injuries and and, and all that shit. So can't bring in a guy that's going to cause problems though. Yeah, I understand that. Um, he had a workout scheduled with the Houston Texans, but this COVID outbreak that the NFL is seeing, I guess, has put that on hold. So we'll, we'll monitor that. And um, that's all the questions we got. I Like I said, I just posted that up today. I thought we were going to record around now. So we got, we got into it a little bit earlier. They got Chad working the, the, the night shift out here. So we will be back in next week. Full NFL recap. We'll see, uh, Let's see. We'll have three finals games done by the time we get back in here next um yeah tonight friday and sunday so we'll have uh, a good feel of how that's well, going Tuesday too because we don't so oh yeah 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 the, yeah well shit this motherfucker might be over might be a winner <laughs> <laughs> um, and if the lakers have won and four prepare for it to be a long episode so thanks everybody for tuning in this is uh chad and drew signing off locker room talk uncut fuck zach taylor Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. 
And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.